Hello everyone, this is Tribecast. My name is Marina and I have sad news for you. The summer has ended. Therefore, today you will hear the last episode of Tribecast Summer Tour 2019 and our final destination was Helsinki. First, Tribecast visited Terko Health Hub where I talked with Jakko Kaikuloma from Mvision AI, Christian Alaviohkola from CR and Terkos Health of Partnership, Rashad Ismail Zada. And then the mics were plugged in at Maria01, where Tribecast guests were Kim Ogilva, the Chief Marketing Officer, and Angetter Anuk from Proximi AI. That was an intense day, and now I'm ready to share it with you. So let's get started. We're in Terko Health Hub, Helsinki, because it's Tribecast Summer Tour episode Helsinki. My name is still Marina. This is still Tribecast. We're still waiting for the Terko Health Hub management to talk to us, but this will happen later. And for now, we'll start with the people who actually work here. So, hello, and tell hello, us about Marina. yourself. Hi, I'm Jaakko Kaikuluoma, and yeah, I've been a guest here in Terko for a few months now. I'm working with a company called Envision, mm-hmm. and... Yeah, we work with hospitals. We provide them with this AI-powered uh, automatic contouring tool that is used in radiotherapy treatment planning in eight hospitals in five countries. Impressive. Can you explain a little bit more for people who are not that medical? What, what exactly how the thing works? Sure. So when a patient goes into radiotherapy, there is this treatment planning process and it includes taking either a CT scan or an MRI picture. Mm-hmm. That helps the physicians and physicists who work in the radiotherapy department do dosage calculations and everything. They need to calculate how much radiation they will give to the patient. So there, when the images are taken, the professionals have to draw the contours or outlines of different organs Mm -hmm. that are on the exposed area. So that is a manual task, uh, but Envision has created this automatic tool that basically does the job for these professionals. So that translates to direct cost savings and also, in many cases, uh, a more standardized quality in the work. Let's get back to the roots. Jako, how have you ended up there where you are? Are you a doctor or an IT person? I have no other options for what you're doing, so it's either <laughs> or. And now you're like, I'm a musician. <laughs> uh, no, I'm actually neither. Those My study background is in technology, so I'm a Master of Science. I did my degree in uh, Aalto University mm-hmm. in Otaniemi. Yeah, my professional background is in software industry. So I've done sales work and marketing work mainly um, Mm -hmm. for the last nine years or so. Yeah, I actually went to this health tech industry uh, after my master's thesis, which I did in in healthcare. So I kind of combined healthcare and my software background and therefore came to health tech. And I worked for a company called Kaiku Health previously, which is a very promising Finnish uh, Finnish company operating in the health tech space. And now I'm working with Envision. 
What kind of team Envision has? We are, I think we are six people. So mainly mainly technical personnel, but more and more we need emphasis on the sales side because now the technology is pretty much ready for mm-hmm. deployment and that doesn't happen automatically. It requires a lot of work to get hospitals actually to purchase software and to get them to change their treatment planning process. It's a huge amount of work. So sales and customer support is definitely something that needs to be worked on. Uh, Next time, I'm here to help. Right. So you basically have a ready product. It's not a pilot anymore. Yes. How long did it take for the company to develop the product? Like from, from very beginning, how old is the startup? Let's put it this way. The company was founded in early 2018 mm-hmm. so it's been uh, one and a half years right. but it always depends on what kind of product you're building and how much validation and like r- regulatory hurdles you have before you can actually sell the product mm-hmm. in health tech that is commonly quite a hurdle actually to get hospitals to implement new software because in order to implement you need to have these certificates like regulatory certificates and those are not easy to come by like you need customers and you need partners to get those and those partners are hard to get because you're not yet certified so as to your question how long it takes well it might take anything from a few months to a few years there there are a lot of projects that never mature to like business phase they die being only a, a development project that has lasted five years or so why to do a med tech company then well i mean when i first started working in a startup community i thought that i still had this idea that a startup is something about it so either gaming or some kind of app or something like that and now my experience tells me that there are all kind of startups And medtech seems to be one of the most tricky, if not the trickiest field, because of all the regulations and also because if you go to a market outside of your home country, you face the new regulations and the new traditions, so to say, which work for the medical sphere in this particular country. So there are like lots of obstacles. So why to do it? Why you personally ended up doing that instead of working for a game company? <laughs> you could have been in Aerovia now. <laughs> I know, it's true. And you're right about what you said. It's a tricky field. You really need to be committed to get anything done in medtech. But I think many people working here have some ideology. They want to contribute to world and to well-being of human beings. And that is something that's very hard to accomplish if you're working for a gaming company or building a some sort of new app that is not that crucial for human beings and their well-being but maybe just addictive or something related to advertising or like there are There are very many options that might be interesting in a professional sense, but finding meaning is another factor that many of us has has to consider. And I believe that in medtech, people have done that work and that consideration. But yeah, also when companies succeed in medtech, uh, when they get that momentum, when hospitals actually start using the system or, or the technology, then often the growth is very fast because, you know, doctors are very networked people. So whenever you get access to these networks, uh, the things, they start building up 
and when when something is finally accepted as a beneficial technology then uh, the growth is very fast so people who are committed to work in long term uh, and not just do a one year in and out startup i think medtech might be a good option all right Thank you for the explanation. And I heard the buzzword network. So probably I'm going to ask this as my last question for this interview. Why have you ended up having an office here in Terco Health Hub? Why do, in, in your understanding, why should startups, or maybe they shouldn't, maybe you're suffering here. I don't know. Yeah. Why startups get together in different kind of hubs? I think there are quite a few factors behind that, but often it's good to have peers. When a new startup is founded, you don't have anything. Like you're building something from zero. And it's. I think it's pretty much soothing to be around people who are in a similar situation. So that's the reason why startups end up in hubs. I wasn't the one making the decision to come here to Terco. That was done way before I joined the team. But I think it's a it's a good space. It's close to the hospital, like physically close. And I think it's it's good to have like these focused hubs because in medtech there are like, things special to medtech like these regulations that we spoke at, uh, spoke about and talking about those with other peers who struggle with this similar questions so i think it's good we can help each other i would like to inform you that in my opinion one of the ways to uh, see and make networks with more peers for early stage or not that early stage startups is going to different kind of events and festivals and therefore i would like to invite you and your startup to stream startup festival in october in tampere it's third of october and the tickets are already on so we'll be happy to see you in tampere thank you very much yakov for having time for this interview i know i was a little bit late for this recording start so thank you for your patience as well thank you very much Before we head off to Maria 01, which is our next destination, I met some familiar faces in Terco Health Hub. So, hello, Christian. And before Hi. we continue to the interview, let me congratulate you, Sire, on the great performance during Ship Startup Festival. Oh, thank you. Yeah, this is how networking works in Finnish startup ecosystem. You go to Kotka, meet startup from Helsinki, and then visit them in Helsinki. Yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah. But first things first, Christian, could you please tell our listeners a few things about yourself okay yes so actually i have about 20 years experience as an airline pilot and instructor and uh, then i got a diagnosis of many disease uh, which ended up my flying career well then i started to study uh, about molecular biosciences in helsinki university where i met joel who is also one of our co-founders And uh, then uh, was it love from the first time? <laughs> actually, we started to think that maybe this academic thing is not for us. That the private sector might be something more suitable. And uh, one thing led to another, and uh, then we ended up to start this Sire company about a year ago. So, could you explain a bit to our listeners what do you do? What's your product? Yeah, actually, first we pretty soon realized that there there are lots lot of things that can be done differently in laboratory environment. And uh, for me, for example, it was really hard to understand why things are still even today done the way they are. Even though, uh, for example, we have all the tools 
to mitigate errors and to make human work more standard. For example, that's what have been done in aviation industry for decades already. So what we do is that we are bringing those methods from aviation industry to lab environment. And our mission is to to standardize human work and to, to make science more repeatable so that it's easier to replicate someone else's experiment, for example, by help of uh, augmented reality and, like I said, the methods from aviation industry. And uh, we we bring, uh, for example, machine vision algorithms so that we can detect markers, letters, numbers, and even objects. So we can basically monitor that all those protocols, that they are followed accordingly. And from all the data that we can gather, we can create automatic and accurate documentation, basically. Though it was Joel pitching at Ship Startup Festival in Kotka. Yeah. Um, and by the way, let me remind our listeners that we had a special episode of Ship Start Festival, also known as Kotka, episode of Tribecast Summer And you can listen to it on our regular platforms, which are iTunes, YouTube, and Spreaker. And of course, you can follow on Twitter to leave us some feedback. It was Joel pitching at Kotka, but still, maybe. I guess you had some plans and discussions before pitching and maybe some small changes during the event. So how do you win a pitching competition as a startup? Well, uh, I think... Uh, of course, there are like many ways, yeah, but yeah, what's but, your uh, what, what we have like learned that we try to bring at least some kind of story. Well, maybe not that like a story story, but uh, at least a little bit uh, like uh, storytelling to our pitch. And uh, then, of course, it needs to fill all the elements that are required then uh, we just try try to for example tell that problem as clear as possible and also then you need to describe your solution as clear as possible you just can't assume that all all the audience or all the judges that they are professionals who knows all the same things that you do so the difficulty is that how to explain the problem and how to explain your solution so that it's easy to understand even uh, for basically to everyone okay And this year during SHIP, the winner or one of the participants of the winning startups of last year, Nevelinit, was mentoring the startups of this year. Have yeah. you already got an invitation for the uh, SHIP 2020? Uh, not yet, no. Will you agree to it? Well, uh, if we have time, yeah, okay. definitely. But uh, hopefully, hopefully we are busier next year than uh, this year. But if we have time... Most definitely, yeah. Okay, this is like ping, anti-vitamin ping. Yeah. <laughs> so today we're talking here at Terco Health Hub in Helsinki, yes. where you have your office. Do you happen to remember how have you decided to move to a hub instead of having a like normal office or, I don't know, working from your home office, as we call it? Yeah, uh, well, uh, basically we participating this uh, Telco Health Accelerator. It was a little bit like competition and we ended up to second place on that and that's how we got this uh, free space here for the next six months at least, I think. So that's why we are here. And the uh, other thing is that there are a lot of like health sector companies quite close and uh, this is a nice location. It's easy to come. So those are the main reasons why we are here today. 
Okay, but don't you think that those are a bit of your rivals? Why do you still want to be in the same place with them? Is it because if you want to add some poison to their coffee? Well, uh, we we don't uh, see it like this. Uh, actually, it is you have uh, like competition uh, around you, but still you also can ask help. That's the one good thing that I have learned during the this first year when we started the company is that if you don't know something, just tell that could you help me or please i don't know this many times people are willing to help you so that's nice to realize that if you don't know something you can always ask and if you are frank you just go and say i don't know anything about this could you help me please so people are willing to help so that's one thing why we are here and also you can hear for example different events and uh, the information is like uh, shared quite freely here so it's quite nice right thank you very much for having time for this quick interview christian thank and you it was my pleasure <laughs> we continue the terco health hub visit for tribecast summer tour and let me remind you that you're listening to tribecast summer tour health and care episode my name is marina and this is still tribecast tre today we finalize our summer tour Now, let me introduce to you uh, the head of partnership of Terco Health Hub. Hello, Rashad, and please tell our listeners a few things about yourself before we start talking about Health Hub. Hi, Marina. Nice to meet you. To our audience, hi, everyone. My name is Rashad. I'm from Terco Health Hub. I've been here from, basically, we've launched in 2007, October, and have been here since. A few words about myself. I guess not too many people know. I'm from Azerbaijan. I did my bachelor's in South Korea in computer science, then moved to Finland to do my master's in bioinformatics and synthetic biology. About to graduate soon. It's been going for a while because of Terko. But that's the way it is usually when you work. I think that is short enough. So when I was actually planning this trip, I asked from my colleagues, like, are there any recommendations? What should I talk about with people from Terko and stuff? And one of the guys from Tribe Tamper community immediately said, mm, well, Terco Health Hub is the biggest, the oldest, and actually the one uniting the other health hubs in Finland. Well, our building is the oldest <laughs> in that sense, I think. But, well, this place used to be a library, but then they turned the first floor into a startup hub. And well, we still have the library. It's on the second floor. Well, it's a medical library, and we're located in the medical campus. But in terms of being hub the oldest hub i think we are relatively new health hubs have, haven't been around for too long anyway in finland i think well there's health hub tampere i think they st- opened about a year or 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 so before us uh, we opened in 2017 and then there's all health guys And then GE Health Village, like those who specifically focus on health. But I don't remember GE's history. Is Terco Health Hub for any kind of medical businesses or only for startups? Well, it is... It's basically a how do you define a startup here question. Exactly, yeah. So I guess usually we define it by the number of team members and the year you've been around. By that I mean you've started... Uh, officially registered your uh, company. I think that's... How old do you need to be not to be accepted? We do have one community member who is who has been around for quite some time, but they have kind of relaunched their business. So in a way, they are an exception to the rule. 
mm-hmm. but we still kind of kind of see them as startup. Rest of them usually are around very new to all the way to a couple of years, I think, three to five. How many startups do you have now? More than 30. Thirty-two or thirty-five—I don't remember. Okay, they are increasing every day. Impressive. Besides having a co-working space here, do you organize any kind of events? Do you have any meetings? Yeah. So basically, let me describe Terco in a nutshell. We are a co-working space, startup hub, and an event venue. In our building, there's also a library upstairs, medical library for. Students, because we were located very closely to Faculty of Medicine Helsinki, of Helsinki University and Hus Hospital, so we have a lot of uh, flow of medical students in the house, partially because of the library, but also because we're so close to these institutions. And then we have, uh, as opposed to some startup hubs and co-working spaces, we have both closed area and an open area, so you can ha- come to the building chill and do whatever you want have coffee we have a cafe in the house as well uh, from eight to eight on work days but then we're open 24 7 for our community members and we have offices hot desks uh, meeting rooms so that's the membership model now then we have a lot of events we have actually categories of events we have internal events public events well our own events and Most of our events are public. Our own events and independent events because our space can be reserved for free by public and we end up having about 140 events a year, which is pretty much every other day at least. And so those are the random events. And then our own events, we organize quite a lot with startups, with ecosystem players, uh, for our own community members, with our corporate partners, with researchers, doctors, students, quite a lot of events. Sometimes I think we have too many events. <laughs> I know the feeling. As a caretaker <laughs> of Trap Trumper community, I know the feeling. <laughs> and speaking of the events, let me remind our listeners that it's quite short time before Sustainability Startup Weekend, mm-hmm. uh, which will be 20th of September. So the tickets are already on sale. And you can still jump on board if you feel like locking yourself in a space for developing a sustainable business idea over the mm-hmm. weekend. And uh, then, of course, 3rd of October, everybody is more than welcome to the Stream Startup Festival. But we'll talk more about that later on. Spoiler alert. Right, about Terco. Any particular mm-hmm. events you would like to invite our listeners to? So uh, I would say our flagship event is Health Talks. It is now organized together with Upgraded, it's Finland's health association, startup association, Nuco Helsinki. They are Helsinki City's entity that is responsible for their entrepreneurial activities. Then Aalto University. I prefer to put it this way, that we have medical health in Meilahti and in Otaniemi, where Aalto University is, that's more engineering health. So they bring uh, also uh, a lot of value to this equation. They just balance it out. So that's the third one, upgraded, Nuco, Aalto, well, Terco, obviously, and Health Capital Helsinki. That's an alliance of about seven, eight institutions, which involves Helsinki City, Espo City, Helsinki University, Hus, Aalto University, Metropolia, uh, Hagahelia, and there's one more university. And the goal of this association alliance is to facilitate collaboration among these institutions. Well, they contribute in, in connections and in helping with events. So these five organizers. And we have almost uh, one, at least one 
every month at Terko. They are open to public and find them all on our Facebook page and our uh, other channels. And um, then we have about eight of those uh, taking place in Aalto University. And then there are some about three to four taking place in other cities in Finland. For example, we organized, with upgraded, we organized uh, their initiative, uh, uh, one health talk on regulatory matters in Health Hub Tampere. So we visited you guys and there is probably going to be one more in this fall in Tampere and then in other places. So overall about 25 events a year. Will be good to see in Tampere startup ecosystem on the premises, so to say. By the way, I always wanted to know, does the word terko has a meaning? It does. It comes from Terveystieteiden keskuskirjasto. As a foreigner to foreigner, did it take you long to learn? <laughs> no, not really. I don't think it's, it's, it's a too hard word. It is the um, full name of our medical uh, library. So this building is called that. But uh, you can guess that when you're in a pitch competition you're not gonna use the entire <laughs> phrase so we just uh, as a hub we just adopted that name and we we are now terko health hub right. whereas terko is just library right speaking of hubs mm. um why do you think it's necessary why do you think it's useful for startups to form hubs what kind of benefits do they get mm. from versus just like renting a normal office i think it is firstly community and then services services being events connections and those connections can be to different parties such as clinicians well in our case clinicians uh, researchers students corporates so that is what you get basically do you think that medical investors yeah sure yeah of course do you think that medical startups are a specific field compared to other type of startups. Yeah, yeah, they are. There are I would put it this way that we are a health hub, but there are many type of health related startups. Some are just pure digital, well, some are let's say gadgets and wearables and all that. And then there is medtech. Uh, which is very challenging field to, in a way, to build a startup in because of the regulations, medical regulations. Those who go into med tech, I'm just amazed by their courage. And we have quite a few of those. So in that sense, just being in normal, well, wearable gadget, well, well-being, let's put it that way, field as opposed to med tech, those are two different things. How would you generally specify med tech? What is it behind this? Medtech solution is something that requires medical certification. Clear enough. Mm-hmm. Since you have this experience in the community, mm-hmm. do you think it's worth doing a startup nowadays in Finland? Oh, yes. Why? Absolutely. I mean, okay, now the question is in which field? But still, yes, regardless. As I mentioned, it is harder in uh, medtech and health compared to other fields. But Finland has many good pros when it comes to startup fields. Uh, For example, firstly, Nordic environment uh, in a sense that here the ecosystem is very friendly. People are very helpful to each other and one another. Then the uh, branding way. In branding sense, if a startup comes out of Nordics, it has a very high reputation in the world. You just go and say that, hey, I'm from Scandinavia or Nordics, they're like, okay, you must be good. Which is usually the case because people are quite educated here and when they start startups, they gather teams with really high expertise and they do have really high quality products. I rarely bump into startups that are, you know, really silly 
So I think, yeah, overall quality, I would say, is higher. So friendliness, expertise. Third is, I would say, there was this ranking that recently came out. It was a ranking of cities for attracting professionals for startups, I think, something like this. And Finland, uh, Helsinki came in second. Can you guess what? who was the first one? Stockholm? Nope. <laughs> I don't know, somewhere in the United States, something. Mm, exactly, but no. That's what I thought as well. But I think Palo Alto was something like third or fourth. First was Singapore. Mm. And then another very interesting fact is that Otaniemi, uh, no, Uusima region, that's the mm. capital, greater Helsinki area, is number one in the world, in Europe, for being for innovation. Mm-hmm. Overall, country-wise, I think it is Sweden. But region-wise, it's Helsinki region. Which is which says a lot, right? I also recently talked with a few students from our medical university, Tampere Medical University, yeah, yeah. and though some of them have good business ideas, they're afraid that studies and doing a startup will not really correspond and go well mm-hmm. together. So, do you have any startups here which are run by medical students, mm-hmm. and do you generally think that for doctors to be, it's worth starting a business there was one thing i forgot to mention as an answer to a previous mm-hmm. question just to finish that and there i just wanted to say that there's a lot of now support from the government side to startups these days so that's another a big plus about the difficulties and all that firstly if you're in medtech or well in medtech you inevitably need to have a, a doctor either on your board or as a team member for several reasons first of all it'll it'll make your life easier to uh, develop a better product well it'll give you an insight then second it is a good image for your startup because doctors trust doctors and nobody else so if you have a doctor then approaching uh, someone with a right team will be much easier then if it is doable i think depends on what position you're having in the startup if you're a ceo and you're a starting med student, like second year Mm -hmm. or something, then it might be challenging working full-time all day. But I think it is quite doable. There are some startups here uh, run by med students. It is doable. Okay, thank you for your answers and for your time. I hope our listeners learned something new about medtech field. So thank you, and we're continuing with the next guest of this episode. Thank you. And we continue Tribecast Summer Tour and we are now in Helsinki in Maria 01 co-working space. This is actually a co-working space. Let's find out together because now we have Kim who knows everything about Maria or pretty much everything. Hello, Kim. And before we start talking about what you do professionally, tell us a few things about yourself. Hello, everyone. I'm Kim. Uh, So about me. So uh, something super random. Well, I have a dog and two bunnies and uh, two weeks ago my dog almost ate one of my bunnies so there you go that's an interesting thing about me and well other than that I I really love design art and writing is one of my passions so definitely that okay yes so how did you end up in Maria 01 yeah so it's it's a bit of a journey I think I could start from two years ago when I had actually landed my first full-time job after university and um, after 10 months into that job, then 
I thought, okay, now it's time to maybe, you know, set some focus into finishing school, had to finish my thesis. So I thought, okay, now I need to take a break from, from this work and, um, and finish school. And uh, yeah, it was just getting difficult to juggle being full-time parent plus full-time job plus trying to finish school. So once I finished my thesis and I graduated... I thought like, okay, now it's time to go back to the to the job search. And already a few months back, I had seen this new platform that popped up into Helsinki, well, in Finland, uh, called Hub.fi. And I thought like, oh, okay, this sounds quite interesting. Uh, there were some interesting startup jobs in there. And at some point, they opened this position to be part of the Hub team. And I thought uh, that sounds quite interesting. It was a community community manager role, if I'm right. So I applied for it. And after a few interviews, I ended up working together with uh, my colleague back in the day, Celia. And um, and the thing is that I ended up at Maria because the hub is one of these projects that we run here at Maria. So it, there seemed to be the need after a few months to have someone well in my position which is uh, chief marketing officer and yes that's how i ended up there so what is maria zero one am i right saying that it's a co-working space well i think that is one of the things that we do offer like yes of course uh for startups when you apply for a membership we do have some co-working areas here at maria i think it is always really difficult to define exactly are we a co-working space or not I think we are a startup co-working space, maybe. I think that is the easiest way to maybe define it so that people understand. Because we are not really an incubator, as we do not have a, a set program for the startups to be here, like, you know, to go through, nor an accelerator. So I, I think we fall into that category where we, like, yes, provide space for the community, for the startups to be here, to develop, get to know other entrepreneurs as well, all inside this this community space which is not a co-working space but something a bit more <laughs> does it make sense so not a co-working space and not a hospital not a co-working space and not a hospital i think that's maybe the the secret to the success that i think it is what you want it to be okay. yes Maybe it's some kind of a logo for Helsinki startup ecosystem. It is what you want to be. That be is what you true. Be. That's true. That sounds like a good headline. Yeah, definitely. Why not? Since we started talking about definitions, how do you define a startup? Well, that's a tough one. I mean, I think there are many definitions out there. Clearly, I would say that a startup has to be a company that starts from the, I would say that the promise of solving a big problem, utilizing technology and wanting to innovate something inside their field. And um, and yeah, maybe not disrupt an industry because I think that that's also like a very big buzzword nowadays that we call startups disruptors. I feel that now there there's almost like, you know, uh, a recipe that you can follow sometimes to build a startup. So I think it is just about wanting to solve a problem, a company that wants to solve a very specific problem, utilizing technology, and that, of course, has very high potential for growth. I think it, it has to be something like that. How many members does Maria Community have nowadays? Yes, so members, we can talk about it two different ways. It could be either members, meaning the amount of people inside the whole community. Mm -hmm. We reached our 1,000 member mark approximately, I don't know, two to three months ago. Right now we are like 1,100 plus. And when it comes to, to companies, startups around 114. 
And there we are talking about, uh, like, yeah, startups, also games companies that we, of course, also count as startups. And uh, everything else outside of that then would be the venture capital companies, ecosystem supporters. And yes, that would be it, actually. Right. Since we kind of agreed that Maria is more than a co-working space, but also a community, do you have any kind of, I don't know, traditions or do you have any regular events here? Ooh, that's a that's a good point. I think maybe that's something that when it comes to things that we do inside the community, like traditions, probably I <laughs> I I can't think of any traditions, but there are things that we do in a regular basis. For example, the monthly community breakfasts that we do together with the community. I think this year we are going to be testing something new, but in the past it has been about having guests discussing, let's say, a timely topic and having a discussion around it. I think this time we are probably going to start testing with having a bit more of like company introductions. So like new companies in Maria having uh, like, you know, two to three minutes to introduce themselves, etc. So I think this season we are going to try something new. Well, other than that, I think we are really known for our parties. <laughs> I think that's something you can't deny. We apparently do very good parties and at least the ones we've had, I think they have had some impact in the ecosystem. Their parties people have remembered. And um, I mean, having party in a tunnel, we don't do that many tunnel parties anymore. So sorry, sorry about that. But uh, in the past, I would say those have been quite legendary. And yeah, other than that, you what else were you asking about events right mm -hmm. so yes Maria itself we we sometimes like to partner with different organizations with whom we think okay this this is something proper and of value for the community so sometimes we might partner with companies such as last year we had um, the growth tribe event which was about growth hacking it was really good a lot of people attended so this season we might be doing a few of those I think in the pipeline we have uh, b2b growth marketing with with a company I, i don't know am i supposed to say names or just uh, yeah well, well with the f company and um, then we are also planning the part two for a video marketing event we had during springtime together with at lunch and uh, other than that well in-house we have the shortcut an organization that helps i would say foreign people in finland get integrated inside the startup ecosystem either by helping them start a company or helping them to work inside a startup and they run different programs throughout the year right now they are actually having this event September 2nd together with the hub it's called uh, talent heist and the idea is to have this matchmaking day event to connect talents with the startups and also for the startups to have like a pool of highly skilled talent so that that is an interesting event i believe you can sign up to join the event and hopefully find your next job and then well next week there is already let's say here in the ecosystem something that is cool is the qs demo day on the 29th so next thursday so all the companies that were part of the accelerator during the summer will be pitching to you know the investors and the jury and people joining the event about their companies so that's going to be interesting we have some maria companies that were part of that accelerator for example nuxo was part of the accelerator so yeah we're looking forward to that to be there okay how can a company join maria community do you have any requirements do you have an application form yeah i think having a startup has become so popular that most people will think like uh, if you start your consulting uh, you know agency you are a startup 
But I'm afraid that uh, for us here at Maria, that's really not the case. We we definitely do have a selection process and an application form on our website for companies to apply to. And the thing is that we we are looking for tech startups. It's always annoying to have to say tech startups because to me, a startup should already do something with tech to mm-hmm. be called a startup. And of course, we, we want to see companies that are doing something interesting, trying to solve an interesting problem, companies that are already for example on a stage where they have raised some funding they probably already have some paying customers maybe reference from investors you know that that there is some solid some solidity behind the team and the company so in that sense like yeah early stage startups are our focus we don't have a preference when it comes to fields when when it comes to financial tech or health technology I think it's it's all about what they are doing, what's the runway, what future plans do they have, what sort of team they have. And during the application, when you start to fill the information, when we get it and we read it and we're like, hey, yeah, this, these people seem like, yeah, they have something legit going on, then we would often invite them for an interview and have a face-to-face chat with them. It is also the case that we might not always have the space, the startups request. So that's when we, for example, might have to put some companies on a waiting list to make sure that we can be able to cater their needs in the future, etc. So that's sort of the selection process we have. I would say it's it's very much case by case basis, seeing who is applying, seeing who we have in house and seeing what else is out there. So it's also about sort of like comparing who is in the landscape. Okay, and probably have one last question. Yes. Since you're, well, you are deeply inside the Helsinki startup mm-hmm. ecosystem, in your opinion, what's specific about Helsinki as a startup ecosystem compared to the rest of Finland and rest of the Nordic countries? Wow, I think the Helsinki startup ecosystem is very tight, neat. I think we have like a really good selection of players and divisions of roles. So meaning that I feel that we do not overlap too much based on, for example, what role Maria01 has, what role the shortcut has, what role, for example, Startup Sauna, QS Accelerator. I feel that we all fill in a gap inside the ecosystem. And and I think that's very important when we see the big picture. And I think that's also why Helsinki has been rated, for example, as one of the most locally connected ecosystems in the world, because I think we have like a good definition of roles inside the ecosystem. And uh, when we think about the startups, they, they know where to ask for help, where to go if, the, like, you know, depending on the stage they are in, they know where to apply, they know where to look for funding. I feel like there is good information here in Helsinki and good defined roles for everyone. Okay, I think I'm done with the questions for today. Thank you very much for the interview. And on the record, I'd like to invite you and Maria01 team to Tampere 3rd of October to a stream startup festival. Yes. The tickets are already on sale and hope to see you there. And maybe Tampere startup community can learn a bit from Helsinki startup community. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, hopefully we will see again during stream startup festival. Great, thank you. Thank you. And we continue with Tribecast Summer Tour. We're still in Helsinki since it's Helsinki episode, and we're still at Maria01 co working space and community. Now we have a startup which is residing in the community with its representative, Anne. Hello, and before we talk about your company, please tell our listeners a few things about yourself. Hi, my name is Anne. I work at Proximi.io, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm 
actually Estonian, and mm-hmm. I've relocated here to Helsinki some months ago. So mm-hmm. I started in May. And previously, I've worked at an Estonian startup. All right. So it's very interesting for me to follow the, the startup scene in, in Finland, what is happening here. So what does your current company do? Proximia.io is an inter-positioning system for developers. Mm-hmm. So right now, for example, today, uh, I'm working with a very interesting uh, project. Uh, and our customer is from Norway. Um, mm-hmm. It's an animal park. So we help them with, um, with an app that allows animal parks visitors to do navigation and wayfinding. So when they're in a large... So animal parks like safari. Exactly. Okay. So the visitors come and they want to see different types of animals and they can search from the app and then they can find the route there. Is it like tracking the animal somehow? Like in five kilometers you'll see a reindeer? Stuff well, like that. it is not an open park area. Mm-hmm. So the animals still have their locations. Right. And it's not tracking the animals, but it is showing the visitors locations where they can see the animals. Interesting. Could have been useful in some of the parks I've been to because you just like wander around trying to figure out and get lost in the end. So you're quite new to Maria Zero One, but um, about Proxime, do you happen to know how long they're here? I think they have been here from the beginning of the company. Right. Start. And uh, they actually uh, should have perhaps moved out already. But since they like the, the place so much... Then they extended their time period here. What's generally your experience about being to Maria Zero One space? Well, you said you like it, but what kind of kind of help or benefit do you get from it as a startup entrepreneur? Well, I think first thing that stood out for me it was that it's very relaxed atmosphere, very casual and easygoing. Mm-hmm. So it uh, takes some pressure off uh, from mm-hmm. everyday work life. Another thing I'm I've noticed is that people are very helpful, very friendly around here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a good Slack channel where people offer work help, ask questions, all types of things. I think that's already very useful for new entrepreneurs. And another thing I've noticed is that the companies here are very different. Mm-hmm. So we have software companies, we have companies with technical products, uh, all sorts of things, mm-hmm. which also helps to contribute to the diversity. It brings different talents together, can exchange ideas. But is it still interesting for you to talk with, uh, okay, you're more like a developer or IT company. Is it still interesting for you to talk with, I don't know, a gaming company or something? I think definitely, because once you get get talking with people, get new ideas, maybe some contacts, some help in maybe some other things. It's definitely beneficial and mm-hmm. and interesting. Have you have you had time to participate in any of uh, Maria events? Unfortunately, not yet, but I'm planning to definitely. I've seen already a couple of things that are very exciting coming mm-hmm. up. I'd like to join. Okay, could you tell us a bit more about your Estonian experience? What kind of startup have you been working in back home? Yeah, I worked at a technology comp- a hardware company called Click and Grow uh, mm-hmm. that. Um, has a like physical product and it's an indoor garden so it's uh, very different from what I'm doing right now and uh, it was uh, business to customers mostly and now we're working with other businesses mm-hmm. uh, so that's the difference perhaps also the company was older it's turning 10 years uh, mm-hmm. old in autumn mm-hmm. so the current company is, is a bit younger and the team is also smaller here mm-hmm. than it was back in Estonia would you like personally prefer to work in a big team or in a small one? I think both have their 
advantages and disadvantages. Right now, every day, I work around together with around two, three people, mm-hmm. like face to face, and the rest of the team is working with us remotely. I think it's nice that it's a lot faster to get information, to share ideas, get feedback. But if the team is a little bit bigger, maybe there are more different opinions, different ideas, different mm-hmm. views. So that can be also beneficial. And in general, in your experience, what's the difference between Estonian and Finnish startup ecosystem? I think that's uh, very hard to say. Or maybe you, you just don't see any like big difference, different countries, but pretty much same attitudes and everything. I think since both companies I work for have been quite international, there are a lot of similarities, I think. Perhaps, yeah, depending on the field, that's something... But yeah, right now, nothing comes to my mind. In your opinion, again, why people prefer joining a startup or starting a company of their own instead of going to more like corporate life? From my personal experience, I I really enjoy the opportunity to express my ideas freely, maybe be a little bit more creative and more flexible with uh, the approach I have for life or like work or customers, things like that. And also the relaxed atmosphere that everything is not so strict and fixed, that if you see some problems, you can discuss them and suggest improvements. You don't always have to follow uh, strict rules that someone has set maybe years before. I guess now I have to invite you and your company to Tampere to make new connections during our annual Stream Startup Festival, which will happen this year, 3rd of October. So if you have time in your calendar, we will be happy to see you there and introduce you to the local startup scene. And maybe you'll get some new ideas and definitely you'll see new connections and meet interesting people there. Thank you so much. It sounds exciting. I hope we can join. Right. Thank you, Anne, for the interview. I basically ran out of questions. Thank you for your time. I know that there has been a bit of change of calendar, so it's great that you still made it. Thank you. This was Tribecast Summer Tour Helsinki episode, and my name is Marina. Next week, Tribecast Tre is recording the episode at Shift Business Festival in Turku, so see you there. And for now, have a pleasant weekend. Enjoy the last days of summer and stay warm and tuned. Mm-hmm.